it's time for Sales with Sully. Your host, Scott Sullivan, brings his 30 years of sales and marketing experience to you, the sales professional, addressing your questions from Twitter to help you be better at reaching your goals. This is a weekly show that happens right here on InspiredNewsRadio.com. And now your host, Scott Sullivan. Good morning, Scott Sullivan here, your host, also known as Sales with Sully. I am so glad that you decided to join me today for this episode of Sales with Sully. For those of you that have been following along, we are on episode six of a six-part series, so we are wrapping it up today. We started six weeks ago talking about now that you know. So the way this whole thing started was we got a question asking about how do we tear down or break down a sales cycle and look at it from each step? So we broke it down into the, the major chunks, the five uh, big parts. We talked about lead generation as a whole part, and then we did a series on that. So we did uh, we talked about all five parts in a cursory overlook, and then we, we broke down a whole, we spent a one whole episode on a week uh, talking about lead generation. And then we went into the presentation you know, planning and preparation and getting ready for the presentation. And then again, we did an entire episode on, you know, planning and prep- preparation and getting ready and what are the goals for, for getting there. And then we went into the paperwork. How do we actually automate the paperwork? Is it real? Should we actually automate it? Should we use, uh, you know, digital signatures? Should we actually print it out on paper? those types of things. So I encourage you to go back and, and listen to some of those past episodes. Then we did, last week, we talked about installation and delivery and setting those expectations. Oh my gosh, installation and delivery can just absolutely kill you or it can make you. Because I said last week, and I'll say it again today, that sales sells the first one and installation and delivery sells the second one. The service after the sale is what makes the next sale. So it's super, super important. I can't emphasize that enough. And then today is the final step in the whole chapter, and that is what we used to call the red envelope experience. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. We'll we'll unpack that, as they say. We'll unpack the red envelope experience. But today, we're going to call that get the referral. How do we actually get the referral? What are the things that we do as we follow up and we wrap up the sale process? So now I'm going to jump right in and I'm going to bring you up to speed. We've we've gotten a lead. We generated a lead somehow, whether it was self-gen or we found a lead within the organization or we actually uh, went out and bought a lead. Somehow we had somebody to talk to. Once we got somebody to talk to, then uh, we went out and actually talked to them. We called them on the phone. We set up the appointment. We sat across the table from them. We pitched. We presented. We prepared. We gave them everything that we had. They ended up saying yes. We did the paperwork. After we did the paperwork, we scheduled the installation and training. And now we're back to completion and we're going to get the referral. See how this all kind of comes around in a complete circle? Because that when we first started on the lead generation, we could have been very easily talking about getting the referral. So if we had the referral from an existing customer, 
that could be very well where we're talking about how we get lead generation. And that's why it comes full circle. And here we are six weeks later talking about getting the referral. We're all the way back around to lead generation because now this, this referral that we're gonna get and how we're gonna get it becomes our next lead and we're gonna go back through the process again and do it one more time. So that is why this is so fun for me to talk about in a six week program because at the end of the six weeks, we're right back where we left off, which is get the referral, which is a lead, which starts the whole process again in lead generation. Isn't that cool? I love it. So that's part of why uh, the sales cycle to me is so important and we should talk about it on a, a very often and we should also map it out. Your entire sales cycle should be mapped out, drawn out on a piece of paper or on a whiteboard and you should have it hanging in a wall, so on a wall somewhere so that people can see it and you always know where you are in the cycle. So here we are today, now we're talking about getting a referral. You just went through this entire process. You've installed the whatever it happens to be that you're selling. The product or service is now installed. It's delivered. You as the salesperson have stopped back by in the last half of the installation uh, for quality control and quality assurance to make sure the customer's expectations are met. Everything is done, signed, sealed, delivered. There was maybe there was or wasn't any additional charge for the installation or the delivery. Maybe there was, there was or wasn't any kind of extra fees or taxes or final payment that had to be made depending on construction and construction projects. Sometimes they tack on a 10% a holdback that you have to satisfy the customer before you get that final payment. Whatever it is, you've got all the payments and the paperwork and everything's done and now you're ready to review with the customer. This is part of getting that referral. Now, what I'm going to refer to right now is I'm going to refer to the red envelope experience. And I'm going to break this into two sections. And I want you to pay close attention, if you would, because these two sections to me are uniquely different and they happen at different times. So I want to make absolutely sure that you are clear on what I'm suggesting because I don't want you to cross-pollinate these two because sometimes that could cause more problems than it's worth. So the day of the final installation, that everything's wrapped up and the install is done, if there was something that needed to be installed or the delivery was done, that is one aspect of wrapping things up. The, we've cleaned up after ourselves. We picked up any trash, even if it wasn't ours, we made sure all the trash was picked up. We have a final punch list. The unit is working. We can prove to the customer that it's working. Maybe we've gotten a couple of pictures to make sure. We're, I'm there as the salesperson. The installation crew is still there. Everything is working. There are no leaks or, you know, if it happens to be a plumbing situation, there's no leaks. The electricity is all safe. There's no shorts. All of those things are happening and it's all working and the customer is, is happy with the installation and the installation process and delivery. And the customer then signs off and says, Yes, everything's working, the punch list has been done, and it's all good. At that particular case, if you're the installer, the installer now is going to beat feet and get out of there. They're, they're going to say, thanks very much, I appreciate it, I've done my job, you have signed off on it, that my job was done correctly, I cleaned up after myself, and now we're out of here. So they get in the truck and they take off. 
as the salesperson now is a perfect opportunity to start talking about those referrals or getting one of three things has to happen in my opinion one of three things has to happen right now we either have to get a case study a testimonial uh, or a referral so a case study says here's what we installed here's why we installed it here are the things that we hope to accomplish by installing it and how many of those actually happened and how many of them are actually real and actually you know were part of the installation process okay so now we have the uh, installation completed and we have the checklist and the punch list is all done the next thing that we can do is we've talked about the case study of what we've installed how did it work did it work correctly is it saving money is it making money whatever the case study is we have gathered the proper information and we are going to assimilate that into uh, or assemble that into a presentation that we can then give to the greater public and it can then resonate with some people that say if I only had something that did X and then whatever that X is this solves that problem and then we can advertise that that case study this particular unit installed here does that the other thing that we ask for is a testimony a testimonial or a testimony ask them to be a testimony for to our product or to our service and there's a variety of ways we can do that also mrs smith uh i could type something up and it could if this sounds like it it comes in your voice would you be willing to sign it could you write us something can you say that yes you genuinely you generally agree with this particular statement you can get that on video you can get that on audio so would you generally agree with the statement mrs smith that xyz company cleans up after themselves and does a fantastic job uh, providing communication to you the homeowner as we installed x widget and if they can say yes then we get them to say that on a video on audio in writing and we can use it in our various types of advertising or media then the last thing is is then get the referral so you don't have to do any one of these three you could do all three of them you could do uh you know three of one and two of another meaning you could get a couple of different types of testimonials one for service one for the quality of the product and maybe you get three referrals or five or ten or a hundred referrals doesn't matter or maybe depending on the person and who they are they have a big social media or they could be an influencer or any of those things so you go to them now and you say here's you know mrs smith would you agree that we uh exceeded all of your expectations with regards to communications yes in regards to the product service and you know how quiet it is yes the in regards to the installation process and how we cleaned up after ourselves yes okay so what i would like for you to do is i would like for you to pull out your phone and let's make a list of you know and pick a number 10 people that you know of that could benefit from the same exact product or service that that we installed for you and i'd like for you to actually text them or call them right now and tell them about this product that you just had installed give them my name and tell them that i will be calling them uh, in order to have the same discussion with them that i had with you when we started this process that's the referral that i'm talking about if you can do that sitting with the customer on the night of this is the 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 finished product is just getting installed if you can do that while it's all still fresh in their mind and things are working and they're super happy and it's all looking good 
you can not only use that, uh, that database, that information for referrals, but you can also use that as letting them get the warm referral for you by making the an introductory offer or the introductory uh, phone call or the introduction via email or the introduction via text. Because that way I can say, uh, oh, hi, Sally. Yes, I was just over at the Smith's house and Martha Smith mentioned you and I'm so glad to you know finally connect with you. And here's what we offer. Here's our services. Those types of referrals are absolutely just fantastic warm and they're fantastic handoffs. And the next thing you know, you're, you're converting those uh, leads into uh, real projects. And that's a lot of fun because that makes the referral process and the lead generation process become one in the same. And all of a sudden, you don't have nearly as much to worry about because your pipeline is completely full with referrals, which are the best types of, of uh, leads to have anyway. So that's one aspect. And then that's, that's usually happening at the end of the sale, at the end of the installation process, when it's all wrapped up in a pretty little bow and it's all wiped down and it's shiny and it's working and everything's good. And it's in, you know, process of being commissioned and you're getting referrals and everything's good. And then you're using that particular installation as a success story to actually sell against. And I use this analogy in uh, for car lots. If you go inside the showroom of a car dealership, what car is usually sitting inside, you know, the showroom? The fanciest, the one with the most bells and whistles, the one that has the most horsepower, the, the prettiest paint, the most luxurious interior, all of those things, they're using that car to sell off of. So it may actually be sold, but they're not delivering it to the customer yet because they want enough, a few other customers to see it because they want to be able to say, wow, that's exactly what I want. It has all the bells and all the whistles and everything else I want on it. And they are using it as a referral generator because people are walking in to take a look at it, especially while they're there having, you know, their 10 year old car serviced and they walk by and they go, wow, it'd be so cool to have a new car. And the salesperson is right there next to them saying, you know, you can, I can get you in that car for, you know, $400 a month and your, your current, you know, car payments only $340 a month or whatever it happens to be. That's how they move, move migrate you over and get that referral off of selling something that's sitting in the showroom rather than, uh, you know, having it sit out in the lot. Now, a lot of the lot cars are really, really nice, but the cars in the showroom are what's really what the highlighting and they're, they're trying to use that car to sell off of, right? And that's what, how it works. So that's the first experience, meaning we're here, you know, we've done the installation, it's all complete, we're moving through the cycle, we've now asked you for some uh, contact information for some, some people, you have that, you're working on the referrals for us, it's all good. Here's the second type. The second type is now what we call the red envelope experience. Let's say you're installing something uh, in, the, in a customer's home that actually saves them money and it can be visibly seen on their electric bill. And I'm using this as, you know, from my years of experience in solar, but let's say you're doing a new hot water tank or something that is more energy efficient and their energy bill will probably go down. 
So what you want to do is you want to be in contact with them and make sure that you get a copy of their new electric bill that has gone down. And then you want to sit down and work up an entire uh, value proposition piece. And then you want to put it inside of a very nice red envelope. And the reason why we call it the red envelope experience is because if it were laying on the table, how, what color are envelopes traditionally? You know, they're traditionally white. Sometimes they're manila. So the nice thing about it is, is if you have a bright red uh, envelope laying on the table, it's going to draw attention. So the beautiful part about it is people are going to ask, they're going to open it, they're going to make absolutely sure that they read that content first because it's drawing their attention. You know, it's a, it's a, uh, it's, it's saying something, it's making a statement. And that envelope is what brings out the people to come out and say, okay, what's going on with the envelope? So the beautiful part about it is, is the red envelope experience is a month after you finish the installation and the training and all the parts and pieces, then the customer gets their first electric bill or their first water bill or their first whatever it is that's being impacted. And, you've, and you can see now that it's going down, that the, the cost of energy is being reduced because of the customer being proactive. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to save money. They're looking at how do I save money by buying this piece of equipment or having it installed in my home. And the beautiful part about it is now with the red envelope, I have their uh, next month's electric bill. I have a former electric bill and I have a current electric bill, which is significantly lower. And then I have all the stats and all the sheets and everything else about what this piece of equipment does. And then I sit down with the homeowner and I say, here's your red envelope experience. We open up the red envelope and it shows the savings that they've received. It shows that the uh, customer has saved money by use, utilizing our product. And now they're in a perfect frame of mind to say, how many people do you know that could benefit from you know the way this has been handled and can benefit for uh, putting in this particular piece of equipment and also can benefit from the fact is, is that we clean up after ourselves and that we have done a great job of making absolutely sure everything's done. And we are you know, going to ask you to look at your database and find five or six people that you know that could benefit from this. And then we're going to help you contact them and get them sold as a real referral. That becomes a referral process that we can actually use not only as a marketing piece, but we can also use it as a recruiting and a customer lead generation because every customer is going to want to save money. And when they do, they're going to want to be able to show that off somehow. So there's got to be a uh, recognition, and that's what the red envelope is for. Maybe you have a follow-up at the after your first 30 days and they get their first bill and you're showing that they're saving money, then maybe one of the things that you do is you have a you know, series of shirts made up that are also have the red envelope on them, or maybe they're solid red with the outline of an envelope. And that becomes part of the red envelope experience where you take it to the customer and you say, 
yes, we saved you money. This is how it works. Here's our referral program. And for every one of these customers that you bring to us, they also save you money because you're using the same system. And the beautiful part about it is, is that everybody wins. There's a referral waiting for you right now. I guarantee you that if you use this type of concept with your customers, they're going to want to be a part of what you're doing and they're going to want to add to what you're doing so that they, they, the customer knows that it's not just a, a fly-by-night organization, that we really care about how you're serviced and the installation and training that, you're, that you receive and that that information is now available uh, as a referral and in some cases, we even put a referral fee on there so that we can actually pay them a small uh, amount, maybe a month's worth of electricity if they're a, uh, you know, if they're a Tesla customer, or if if they bought a, um, you know, Tesla meaning their the solar system on the roof, not the car in the garage, that type of thing. So. Those are the types of things that we uh, can do from a referral standpoint. Now, that's only one aspect. So we've just now just barely scratched the surface of, of doing referrals because you can get a referral when you finish up the project or you show savings, but you can also get a referral during uh, the course of the installation, and then you can also get a referral after the fact, uh, many, many months after the fact, or even years after the fact. Because what you do is you find out about your customer and you keep that database fresh so that when you are, uh, you know, putting in installations, you're asking, you're finding out things about the customer, about the homeowner, about the, uh, you know, some, some other personal information. You know, this person, this particular homeowner works as a beautician. And she has a shop in her garage. So she has converted her garage to a shop. Now I'm using that as an example because now if you run across another across another customer who has converted their garage into a beauty shop and you have uh, that person is also a beautician, then you have that kindred spirit where you can connect those two people together. And that referral then becomes you know, hey, I had a customer that was that does exactly what you do. Uh, would you like to, you know, have a conversation with them? Would you like to meet with them and know what's going on as far as a referral is concerned that way? So you have a variety of different of ways, and it all stems around and is based around working with the customer to make absolutely sure that you are communicating with the customer in the right vein, make sure that you have all the information and managing the expectations of that customer the best that you possibly can so that they know what to expect as they move forward. And then you could say, if I do a really good job and things go really, really well, and this project turns out the way I'm anticipating it will, I would like to ask you for a referral. If you, And that also sets the bar to make sure that you get the things done in, in order to get that referral because you you could say it's sort of like a unwritten contract if i you know do a great installation and i clean up after myself and everything is is fantastic then you will allow me then to ask for that referral now if i drop the ball and it doesn't work out well and i have you know problem after problem after problem 
then the chances are of getting that referral are probably pretty slim because you already have had those issues that, you know, now of course you have to overcome those and you have to finish up the project, but in case you just, you just need to be aware uh, that those things are out there. So they sometimes can, can bite you, but you wanna be careful uh, on what you promise and, and what you do, but you also wanna set the stage that says, you know, Mrs. Smith, if at the end of this process, you are very happy with what we do, then I'm gonna ask you to refer me to five of your best friends so that I could do the same for them. And they don't all have to be right here next door. They can, you know, be spread out and we can manage that expectation uh, over the phone or, you know, through other methods of correspondence. I hope that makes sense today. This has been a six-part series that we have brought to you on inspirednewsradio.com. I am Scott Sullivan, also known as Sales with Sully. And every single week, we answer the questions that you bring to us off of Twitter and we talk about helping you to be a better sales professional each and every week. This has been a six-part series on your sales process. So next week, we've got a brand new series starting. I encourage you to go back and listen to the first few episodes of this series because they were extremely informative and lots of cool information about you know working uh, through the preparation and planning, making sure that you have the right lead for lead generation, which ties right back into our referral, our testimonial, or our case study at the end. That's how we get those, uh, those new leads when we talk about you know, where these uh, projects have been and where they're going. So we want to thank you very much for uh, listening in every single week right here to Sales with Sully. And until next week, like I say all the time, keep selling out there because somebody's got to do it and you might as well get paid to be a professional salesperson because it's a great, noble profession and we're glad that, you're, that you've chosen it. And thanks for listening to Inspired News Radio. You've been listening to Sales with Sully on InspiredNewsRadio.com. We take your sales and marketing questions each week on Twitter at Sales with Sully, hashtag INR, and like us on Facebook. On behalf of your host, Scott Sullivan, and the entire Sales with Sully team, thanks for listening, and see you next week.